Find the patron saint of electricity, which we've established, yeah. <laughs> Basically, if there is a patron saint of computers, he's under me. I was just going to say, we can't have a loser mentality, you know? We, we just always assume none of our listeners are going to show out for us. And maybe that's... I love our listeners. I love our listeners. I love I don't all know them, ten of our I listeners. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> doing this, bro. Okay, it's not a loser mentality. We actually have we actually have a pretty good uh, good following. I don't know if this will make the cut, but we have a pretty good following in terms of like. Uh, no, we, the yeah. the Sunday Lead family, our award winning listeners are strong. We're growing. Award winning listeners. Yeah. So this is our last. This is our last uh, college game day like uh, episode. We might have an interview coming out um, in the next couple weeks that I that we'll record this week, but I don't know if it's going to happen for sure. Um, but this could be the last episode we record in Lincoln, Nebraska. Which That's is, pretty exciting. I it is exciting. I'm just going to be honest. I loved Nebraska golf. Um, great public golf. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, surprisingly Lincoln, great public yeah, golf. Yeah. yeah, probably a top, probably a top fifty public golf city in the country. I don't know. That's a rough. I've only played golf in two <laughs> cities. <laughs> All I'm comparing it to is Austin, Texas. Really? Um, so. No, but it's it's a good little spot. Um, and then, but you know, you're just at training all all summer. It's like you can only eat cafeteria food and sleep on the dorm so long you know you mm-hmm. just got to get home mm-hmm. uh so we're but it, but it's it's been a great blessing this summer because kind of the nature of our job as missionaries is well, we don't really see a lot of our friends very often in terms of like your coworker friends i guess um so coworker I mean, acquaintances I, I was explaining i was explaining <laughs> to my mom i was explaining to my mom today so i was i was back in kansas for for the wedding that i mentioned last episode uh in in I stopped by to see my parents before I came back up, and I was telling my mom, I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited to that it's it's going to be over, and because uh, it's just you just get tired, but but then it's also one of those things where some people you keep in touch with, I think the people you want to keep in touch with, but then there's some people you think, oh wow, they're pretty cool, I enjoy them. Hopefully, I see them next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you never know who's going to be back. Yeah, and then, but then you also don't realize who's not here. Yeah. With close friends you do, but like there's that person who you maybe had like three positive interactions with last year. So you're like, like, I can't wait till next year because yeah, you can then, be good friends. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. then they just, and then they're just gone. And you forget. And then it's like, oh, they live in Washington now. Like, all right, that's not going to be a friendship, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. It's tough that you have to, I mean, it's a reality though, that you have yep. to select who you can be really good friends with. Kind of trim the fat. Yeah. It's yeah. hard because well, it takes work to maintain and you can't be friends with everyone. So that does it for us this week. Um, <laughs> we, we figured since we took so much of y'all's time last week, we're just gonna, you know, give you a nice little l- l- tiny pod, a little bite size, a little, a little fun size podcast. No, no, no. Um, but yeah. So, um, what was I? What was I gonna say? Uh, takeaways from training. Is that what you're leading up to? Or no? Yeah, we we'll yeah wait, we, we might as well we'll spoil it. <laughs> so I guess uh, I'm very upfront. <laughs> yeah, to keep to keep kind of like I don't know pulling the curtain back on our lives at training. Uh, we thought we maybe we'd share some some things that have gone on in, at training, some graces, some prayer thoughts. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I can go ahead and leave. Yeah, go ahead, please. Guys. Um. I think the biggest 
takeaway from this NST summer has been uh, I've, I've been reading the book The Practice of the Presence of God with Brother Lawrence. And he was a Carmelite monk um, in the 16 or 1700s who basically perfected the practice of the presence of God constantly throughout the day at every moment being in communion with the Lord. Um, just being aware of his presence, being aware of his grace, being aware of the relationship, the intimacy, whatever it is. And that's been something this, mm. this whole um, summer that I've been, I've been trying to work on and grow in is at every moment that is quiet, whether it's interiorly or exteriorly, just being in communion with the Lord and sharing my thoughts, feelings, and emotions with him. And, and actually, the, the most impactful experience that I had doing that was playing golf. I, w- yeah. I woke up at 5 a.m., and here in Lincoln, Nebraska, you can get a tee time for six. And I teed off at 5.50 and mm-hmm. played 18 holes in two hours, a little under two hours. When was this? This was during, this was last week, a week and a half ago. It was during our silent retreat because um, we had a slower morning start and I had a lot of free time in the morning. So I got up and went and played golf and it was just two hours of continuous prayer where I was sharing every thought and feeling and emotion that I had, mm. whether it was about the game or about life at NST or about this past year serving at A&M in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really beautiful experience to, to be aware of the Lord's presence and, and converse with Him continuously. Mm. So I think that was the biggest takeaway for me at NST was that it is possible yeah. for somebody who's not a Carmelite monk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Because <Yeah. laughs> uh, I'm a relatively loud guy, and I'm surrounded yep. by people most of my life. So it was cool to, to learn how to do that in this setting yeah. um, with people. That's cool. I like how I like also just the uh, the application of it, during my whole last two years at Virginia Tech a big literally some of the probably the most fruitful prayer and just processing of my life was when I would go play golf by myself at first tee time on a Friday morning yeah and walk all eighteen holes and it's it's just like it's so quiet mm-hmm. it's so quiet and then you you can really. Yeah, it's just a different side of golf because golf, I mean, as a recreational sport, can be really loud. Mm-hmm. Just with everybody, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out for a Saturday round with the boys. We're going to have beers. We're going to have music going the whole time. But yeah. then when you're able to step aside and actually enter into it with prayer, mm-hmm. I think it's really cool because um, in, in in a lot of ways, all, our hobbies should lead us back to God. Yeah. And so they should be helping us. They should be teaching us about our, our own spiritual lives and our own hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it's so I really love that. That's I, I was laughing about it when I found out you went and played golf during your. It silent is a bold retreat. strategy. Yeah. We, can, we can talk about. That. I mean, you're on a silent retreat. You go for a round of golf. Yeah, like, but I. It's a bold I strategy, it, but it sounds incredible. like it was good. I, didn't have I think to it's say incredible a word because to because then also just the presence of mind with God is I think we we in in like what you were touching on Barrett it's we. I think we sometimes think that we literally have to be in a church to pray mm-hmm. or we have to be, you know, like something I like to do on road trips is I just make my car go silent for an hour yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, you know, maybe it's just like, or, or just be silent, be quiet. Just, I don't know. That was actually something we were talking about charters. Yeah. We, that was something we were, uh, that in my, in my, my college's charter that was, has been difficult, but I've, 
it's been difficult to do intentionally yeah. is be have 15 minutes of silence outside of prayer, outside of just literally 15 minutes of your own silence. Just like at any point yeah, the throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It, like it's that. been difficult to be in, intentional about it. Um, cause a lot of times I just say, okay, I'll just, I need to take a nap. So yeah, <laughs> I'll sleep for 30 minutes and hey, 15 <laughs> of those minutes. Hey, I'm silence. not talking, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love, yeah, that's a, that's a great blessing and, 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 and grace parent. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's like something that I think we should all strive for. Mm-hmm. Like you, you mentioned like our hobbies should lead us back. No, like everything should lead us back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what we were created for is to be mm-hmm. with God. And that is something that's very difficult. Like you, I like what you said of like, it's okay to pray outside of churches. Yeah. Right. It, it can be very difficult to remember that mm-hmm. as I, I do want to caveat. It is very good to pray in a church where Jesus yeah. is present. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is absolutely necessary. Your intentional prayer should be in the church. Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I, I only say that. I don't yeah. know where our listeners are coming yeah. from. I've had a lot of students that I work with that when they're first starting to pray, they'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. I pray every day. I pray, like, before bed and when I shower. And that's before not, That's meals. not a real prayer. Yeah. Not, and I'm... That's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's real, not real. It's, it's not like But real when you're meditative. just starting out, yeah. It, yeah. It's not intentional. It's not intentional. Prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just a couple Hail Marys and I fall asleep, right? Yeah. Which is better than no Hail Marys before yeah. bed. But, yeah, that's something that I've really struggled with is just being able to do that constantly throughout the day. Something that I really wanted to be intentional about this year. And I had a great two-week streak where I was just, like, saying little prayers in my head. Mm. Um, funny enough, the official term, there I, I learned this from uh, Jessica Navin. Mm. Shout out. To Jessica. Thanks she, for listening, Jessica. Uh, she calls them, or what I learned from her is that they're called ejaculatory prayers. Mm-hmm. And you just, little prayers that you just sent to God throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Just oh, nice. very mm-hmm. simple, like, Jesus save me. Mm-hmm. Jesus sa- save more souls. Just like throughout the day. It can be anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that I started to implement that really helped what you were saying of bringing God into a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. I like that idea of, like, bringing God into golf. It's, it mm-hmm. sounds so silly on paper. Yeah, but it's such a good thing to to bring him into the the mm-hmm. small aspects of our life that don't seem to matter because God wants all of us, right? Not mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. that hour of our day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you got to experience that. I wish yeah. I could do it more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think uh, this is something mm-hmm. that that's been my experience at NST that kind of goes off of that is that constant posture of prayer really helps for me, and I think for most people like. When I get too much into my head, it's a nice way to take a step back and, and say, okay, where are these thoughts actually coming from? Like, what is actually going on? Jesus, where are you in this? Where do you see me in this? Mm-hmm. And it can be with anything, whether I'm, like, stressing about work or uh, overthinking, like, a family situation or a relationship situation or a friend thing, like, whatever it is, getting in the habit of that posture of prayer can it has helped me in times when I do it well. I don't do it well often, but it's helped me kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Sift? Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sift? Yeah. 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 Sift through what's going on in my head. And it's mm. really helpful. And golf helps me get out of my head too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think NST has been, this one has been different. This is my third one. Uh, and the whole, like NST stands for new staff training. So it's structured for first and second years. And I think in a real way, I've felt that this year, kind of stepping into leadership for it. It, there's been a cr- clear reality of like, okay, this is not for me. Like, I'm I'm here to like give of myself, um, which I think is great preparation for 
life and for like being a father, being a husband, but also like practically like being a team director this year. Um, but it's there's been a lot of times where I don't want to give myself, where I don't want to have an intentional guy or <laughs> an intentional conversation with a guy in the elevator mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. um, whatever it may be. And, and the temptation is just because I'm oddly enough, I'm more of an introvert. So like the temptation is to kind of just seek out my own time and like get my own space and not give of myself and not continue to say yes to those invitations to like be there for somebody else or be a gift to somebody else. So it's been uh, it's been challenging. This year has been challenging in a way of um, I feel like there's been a lot of like opportunities to die to myself and I haven't always answered those. I rarely do. And that's been humbling. So mm. it's been good, though. It's shown me it's shown me a lot of areas of growth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think for for me as well, it's also been very it's been very difficult. Very new. Yeah. Difficult isn't the right word. It's just been very new. Um I think most of you guys, if not all of y'all know, that initially up until a week, well I'd say maybe five days before training started, I was departing staff and coming in as a babysitter. Um, <laughs> dude jose okay you guys need to know about the army of babysitters at focus nst it's it's unreal and jose was gonna break barriers i was gonna be i'll, I'll say it, i was gonna be the first ever male babysitter at new staff training and we were all really excited for that yeah, yeah absolutely it's 2023 damn it there's like <laughs> let me let there's me sit on babies break, jose babies. was going to break down gender norms and stereotypes <laughs> in a profound way yeah and I was shout really excited for it. Hey, shout out to the babysitters. I know that that's most of our listeners right now. Um, <laughs> woo! But for my girlfriend is one of the babysitters, so they're a big fan of this. Uh, they're great supporters of yeah. us. We love them dearly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so coming in as a babysitter, my expectation of training was like, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to hang out with kids, with mm-hmm. babies. And I'll be applying for jobs, seeing my friends at meal times. Like it was going to be mm-hmm. a very relaxing time. Um, but last minute, a couple of things just kind of came down um, from God that were a little unexpected. And I ended up stepping into a new role with Focus. Um, so I'm coming off campus and I'll be a, a regional director. And we don't have to get into all the nuts and bolts on, on the job. For those that don't know, you're a team director to team director. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, I'm a corporate corporate sellout from from babysitter to to headquarters. Um, And so I didn't have enough time to adjust my expectations for training, I don't think, because I accepted that on a Wednesday and I showed up to training on a Monday, like that next Monday. Mm. Um, And so everything was very different. I came in and they're like, hey, Instead of being a babysitter, you're now in charge of a couple of co- colleges, um, and these are the campuses that you will be overseeing over the next year. And there was just like a lot of new information as I stepped into this role, and a lot of new expectations that a I wasn't prepared for, but that I still kind of not fully aware of everything that kind of falls under my umbrella mm-hmm. right now. And new staff training just a really weird place for team directors. We have team director training mm-hmm. for first and second years we have new staff training for the regional director role i don't even know if there's a training but if so it hasn't happened yet or i missed it <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been a lot of like figuring life out mm-hmm. uh, that has made it really difficult as i'm on like a very similar yet also different schedule than everyone else yeah 
But I think that's kind of been part of the big takeaway of like, just as I was reflecting over the last couple of days as we're coming to a close of how this is how life works, Mm. right? When you go off and join the rest of the world, if that is what God invites you to do and leave focus, things aren't just set for you. There's no training to join the real world. There's no, you know, you got to learn on the fly and just like figure things out. No one tells you what to do. Mm -hmm. And hey, now I have a choice. I don't have to go to mass with everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. go in the morning if it's a little easier. I mean, I... I want to go to mass with everyone, and I try to most days. But you're not tied to the schedule, exactly. Which is as, kind of like a much. it's a small cross that everyone else has, and it, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Where it's like, okay, my whole day is planned out for me. Yes. I go to mass yeah. at this time. I pray at this time. Yeah. There's not a lot of choice. Yes, and yeah. so I'm going to classes, but hey, sometimes I'll skip a class because I, I have a meeting, mm-hmm. and I try to go in and check in on the colleges that I'm overseeing and just like hang out with them during college discussion times. But sometimes I don't do that. And it's just been like a weird flux where, yeah, there's just been a, a really big grace there that I'm still kind of uncovering of mm. really choosing the Lord in that and not allowing this point, this period of transition in my life where I'm still not sure what my job entails because it's going to look a lot different post-training than it does during training. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, really meeting God in that uncertainty, in that unknown, in that I don't really know what I'm doing, but still just continuing to what we were talking about of inviting God into like the little things. Mm-hmm. And to that, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like stressed, but I'm just like a little confused with mm-hmm. what I'm doing, right? Yeah. I'm not anxious, but I also don't know if I'm doing things that I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know if I'm fulfilling all my responsibilities correctly. Mm-hmm. And just inviting God into those small feelings. Again, nothing big, nothing major, but just allowing the Lord to penetrate all those little moments of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some really big grace because I know that's what life is going to look like. I'm no longer on a college campus. Mm-hmm. Well, technically I am moving to uh, Baton Rouge, but I'm not working with college students all yep. the time, right? I'm not doing all these things that everyone else is doing. I am figuring out on my own. I'm traveling, right? When I travel, I've always really struggled with like finding time for Mass. Mm-hmm. right it's really easy to just be like well i woke up at 3 a.m to make a flight like it's kind of mm-hmm. i don't know if i should make a noon mass i'm gonna be half asleep yeah. but again just choosing all of those things yeah that i'd say nst has been really good for that mm. amen amen that's good stuff what about you Aiden? um so i've had a lot i've had a really good summer to be honest uh i think uh so kind of like Jose, but not as dramatic. I didn't anticipate myself being here yeah. for most of the last six months. Uh, and so, yeah, I basically was, I had a job accepted uh, at the St. Lawrence Center at KU. I was going to I was gonna be a fundraising officer, so fundraise for the Newman Center there. And then the, the team director role at KU kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and, it, and it was... I don't know, and it was cool that it, it, I think the whole summer I've just been really grateful that God opened a door that wasn't supposed to be open, mm. and that if I would have tried to open it, it wouldn't have probably opened, um, because I think, I think I've become a lot more re-energized for mission mm-hmm. uh, this summer, and just re, I think the way I view my role as a, as a team director, as a missionary has switched a little bit, um, maybe because Kind of in some ways because I'm moving somewhere, like I'm moving to a different campus, but I'm also going back to where I went to school. Um, but I think I think a lot of it's basically similar. I remember a, a conversation 
I had with one when I was a, a sophomore going on junior in college with one of the older guys in my fraternity, and he was graduating. His guy I really looked up to, and he, he we were just sitting there talking. And he said, "Okay, and yeah, you're the upperclassman next year. Those guys are going to look up to you." And I remember thinking, "That's ridiculous that I'm now that I'm now what you are to me." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the same he thing, he was pointing at me when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, what the what in the same way, I think I've had that shift in mindset where it's. Um, just, just, I, I think, you know, I felt this a little bit last summer where it's like, okay, and you're not a, you're not a first year, you're not a rookie, you're not a freshman anymore. You're, it's, it's time to take up some, uh, take some more ownership. And I think in the same way I felt that this summer, um, and just, I don't know, realizing that I set the tone for, for the team that I've been chosen to lead and, and that it's a big responsibility and it's a big honor and it's, um, but then at the same time as it only goes as well as I rely on God and, and mm-hmm. just I think I've really had to I've, I've just really had to I've just had really good prayer in, in, in praying about just how just in thanksgiving of God because I've realized how much I need this for my life just learning how to be a missionary learning how to be uh, the laborer for Jesus uh, but then at the same time yeah, there's just been a, a, a bunch of different things, like kind of on the same vein of, you know, sometimes you can feel like what Jose is saying and, and Will said, you can feel, it, it's kind of, it, I don't know, you can almost feel like it's shocking to you when you think about your whole life that you're in this position where you're at now, where you're leading people how to become, like you're leading a team of, I'm leading a team of missionaries to go win, at KU where, and I think of myself as a sophomore at KU and I think this is ridiculous. So uh, actually, one of the most fruitful prayer times I had was was probably about a week ago, and I I I was praying about my my mantra: "Don't play tight, let it fly." I was mm-hmm. I was I was actually really praying. I, I occasionally I'll really pray about it, and some I real I I think you know God helped me helped me realize something in, in this where the there's a layer of that story that I've never really thought about much. And it's, and I know you, you guys aren't KU guys, so you, it, it, I'll explain it real quick. So the guy who hit the go-ahead shot, so the guy who rallied the team at halftime when they were down 15 in the national championship. who hit this the was go- last year? Yeah, the 2022 national championship. The guy who hit the go-ahead shot, and then the guy who hit, and then he hit the, another shot that went, he, he hit the shot to go up one, and then he hit another shot to go up three. His name's David McCormick. And if David McCormick, anybody that's a KU person, would know that David McCormick's whole career at KU is almost defined up until that point as being a guy who looks like a deer in headlights every time he's on the floor. He's he plays he plays in his own head most of the time, and then uh, but he's always I remember like Bill Self would always defend him all the time. He just got a bad rap. He was kind of the the scapegoat for all of KU's problems his whole four years at KU. Mm. Um, and then his senior year, he started to have a good year. He started, he was having a good year, but he was viewed as KU's never going to win a national championship with David McCormick as your starting center. Mm-hmm. That's literally the narrative. And then I, I was thinking about that, how how that whole thing, basically he's the most unlikely leader if you look at his entire career in that moment in a national championship and then to hit the two of the biggest shots of the night. Yeah. And he was the tone setter out of the locker room. He had an alley dunk right out of the locker room that was un. He had it, and I literally thought we actually might win this game, and they were still down 13. Um, and so I was thinking about that with myself, 
and just my that's kind of the whole story of my life is just living in my own head and just how in a lot of ways I'm a really unlikely leader in in where I'm at <laughs> but then I think it's probably the most beautiful thing where where God chooses he he does it in in history like he chooses to 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 raise people up in areas of their biggest weakness to then glorify him to glorify God and so it's it's it makes sense that David McCormick's like that where his story ends at kind of this storybook ending where he's this nervous kid who's always dribbling the ball off of his feet that's a little bit of an exaggeration he's a was good high school basketball player. but but and then he and then he be, he's the he's now known as this KU legend and so it's the same thing with you know you look at the lives of the saints where their their great their biggest weaknesses ultimately can become what they're known and and, and, and people they're the patrons of and, and looked at as these heroes in areas of weakness so i think that i just praying about that and just i've been praying about that a lot just how you know and I know this; it's hard to maybe relate to this for some of our listeners because they don't necessarily know me that well. But just the whole story of my life, it's, it, it's the only way that I ended up here is because of God's hand in, in my life. And, and, it's, and it's, I say that with all, like, I don't say that with pride. I say that with, like, a lot of humility where I, I'm just very grateful to be here and grateful that God's continuing to use me. And, and I just pray that I can continue to say yes to him. So. Mm. That's been my main my main takeaway all this summer. That's great. Praise God, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You mentioned something that, that makes me want to ask a question, maybe on a little lighter note. Of you, you said saints are often known for, or a lot of times their weakness kind of becomes what they're patrons of. Yeah. Right? What do you guys, what would you say, again, a quick quick answer, would be something that's really cool to be a patron of. Not what do you think, what would you want to be a patron of, but what do you mm-hmm. think is like the coolest thing to be a patron of? Patron saint of. Hmm. I don't know. Don't it's overthink it. Electricity. Random, like, patron of <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> Electricity. I feel like being It's everywhere, bro. Lights go out. Modern navigation. Yeah. <laughs> Satellites. <laughs> I think I think patron saint of farming would be a kind Lame. of cool, very, well. No, that's the reason it's why good. is that it's yeah. it's a really humble thing. But like as we heard from Aiden about about blessed Stanley Rother was like that was the thing that that changed and transformed many people's lives out of a place of, of deep poverty and into civilization, yep. into stability of food, all those things. Amen. Shout out Saint Isidore. <laughs> He's a different guy. I got the name wrong. <laughs> Saint no, Isidore no, no. Farmer. Look, we, this is Stanley Rothers, who we talked about last oh, time. Okay, but okay. St. Isidore the Farmer. So that, oh, this makes sense, guys. K-State, the other school in Kansas, their their Newman Center is St. Isidore's. Wow. And they're, they're an ag school. Yeah. Small world. Pretty cool. Corn. <laughs> Felt like a backhanded Corn. little insult at, at Kansas State, maybe, but that's okay. Um, it, look up, are you looking up that there's a patron saint of electricity? <laughs> yeah. Because you know what the synonym for that would be? What? Patron saint of power. <laughs> Tell me that's not pretty cool. Synonym? That's yeah. a stretch. Synonym? Electricity? Okay, power, I, the power this is out. what Google came up with. Saint, saint, I don't know if it's Eligius or Elegus, is the patron saint of metal workers, goldsmiths, and veterinarians. Okay. And people who work with horse, and of course the patron saint of the Royal Electrical 
dot, dot, Okay, dot. boring. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is, is that there's so an open. opening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, Will is sending his app. Woo! Will, Will, I gotta go be an electrician. Will, is that your what weakness? It, well, actually, what if... Is power your weakness? Maybe... Well, yeah, because think about it. Power is pride. So if my default is pride... That's well, my weakness. I, I think I should I should add I could, a caveat. I would say you're really strong I, in the pride department. I think I should add a caveat to this. <laughs> Wouldn't that isn't that what I'm saying? That I'm strong in the pride department? Oh yeah. 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 I, Go ahead. I don't think so when when I said your greatest weaknesses are can be like what you're known for, <laughs> I don't think that's an exclusive comment where that's literally <laughs> I just think God glorifies people through their weakness. Because like so when like you're the Moses but like, a stutter? But like when you're the patron saint of electricity. <laughs> Like light, you know, that's what you think. Or like Mary. communication. Is there a patron saint of light? That'd be kind of dope. Right, it's got to be Mary, right? Mary. Okay, a cool one. This isn't a patronage maybe, but St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Yeah, that one's that badass. One, that, one, yeah. that one's great. T.O.D., shout Pretty out. Metal. Let's have that guy shout out to us. Aiden's roommate that one time I came to visit when he was in college. Don't know your name, but Patrick, shout out. Patrick Hogan, shout Patrick. out. <laughs> um, all right. What was, wait, what was yours before we wrap up? I, I, I blanked. Um, you said don't think about it. Well, now I'm thinking Just say about something. It. Um, let's see, patron saint. That would be really cool. Of cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's know. pretty cool. People always think my last name that, means cowboy, and it doesn't. But isn't that just if you're the patron saint of weakness. cowboys, are you just the patron saint of like saint of shepherds? You know, it's essentially the same. Shepherds thing. are sheep, though. Cowboys not are just sheep. Goats. Not just sheep. What? Sheep, rams, and goats. What cowboys are different. Yeah, cowboys are very different. It's just a shepherd, but of cows. So it's different. So it's a cowboy. But I'm saying, like, in the same way that, like, <laughs> it's not a sheep boy. It's the, a cowboy. If I'm the patron saint of electricity, which we've established, yeah. <laughs> basically, if there is a patron saint of computers, he's under me. So you see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So so like a patron saint Jay, of shepherds would be Jamie over. Fox okay. The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is he under you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's like the my. You're the one that gave antithesis. him the power to do all the evil stuff. Well, no, he's <laughs> like. <laughs> He's like in the order of sainthood. He's under me, but um, he's like my antithesis, like my antihero. You know, he's uh, trying to he's trying to super yeah, the enemy, your nemesis. The yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Okay, that's the word. Patient saint of spiders. I bet no one's claimed that. I don't know if that would be. Now, would there be a I patient like saint of bugs vertical. that would be over that person though? That's what I'm saying. That, so, that's patient saint of arachnids. But is that like? Why would you be a patron Arachnitis, saint of something that circa two eighty AD? Patron saint of spiders. <laughs> is that a thing? Um, apparently, Saint Felix's. Well, the spiders are my shout biggest out fear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for Felix. Patron saint of snakes. We looked that up really quick. Uh, why would there Probably be a patron Patrick. saint of snakes? He drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Benedict did something with a snake, right? Moses did too. The cup with the snake. Mary did too. Yeah, she so crushed someone. Everybody head, Eden did too. We just we don't like what she Eden. did. Saint Patrick. Eden. We don't. We're not a big fan of her work. Huh? Saint Patrick. Saint Patrick. Okay. Saint Pat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Saint Patrick. So she's taken. All right. Well, uh, what is your patron saint? That is the question. Mine's not mine's in the Padre Pio. Oh. Say oh, we're gonna say that. Yeah. What? My my patron saint is Padre Pio. Oh, okay. I thought we were like, what are we patrons of? Oh, well, that's <laughs> okay. I changed my patron saint last minute. Really? Like the day before I got confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. What did you say? Confirmed? I don't know why I said confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> that was weird. Um, it was going to be St. Longinus or Longinus, depending how. You got to be happy with that it. decision, huh? I don't. Yeah, okay, so the name kind of electric, but also 
Electric. He. (laughs) (laughs) Also, so he's the guy. We'll end with this. He's the guy that stabbed Jesus when he was on the cross, and he got hit by the blood. He's in the chapel, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's. They have a stained glass window of him. A mural. A mural mural of him at the the Newman Newman Center Center in Lake of Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the guy that stabbed Jesus. Was hit by his blood uh, into his eyes, and he converted right then and there. That's nuts. And I thought, hey, I am someone that has done a lot of harm to Jesus in a way uh, before I converted. And so I really like that, how it tied back in. And I thought, hey, it's a little hipster of a choice. I don't want to choose St. Sebastian like every other boy. (laughs) Patriot Saint of Athletes. Amen. Don't be a saint front runner. Do you think St. Sebastian would be the patron saint of the the Sunday League? No. Send it there. Uh, All right. (laughs) Sunday League. All right, uh, Rock Shock. Can he hit any podcasts under electricity? War Damn Eagle. Gigabags. Rock Shock. Welcome.